It's time for Let's Get Real with your host from Bob Richards and Associates, Bob Richards. Bob, how's it going today? Michael, doing wonderful. Thank you. Oh, and thank you for joining us. Well, after all, that is your show. So well, I you know, you I thought I'd better show up. Yeah, Absolutely. That would, that'd be good. Otherwise, it'd be like, hey, Bob. It, I, I, it, <laughs> <laughs> so true. Oh, man. You know, it's raining today. It is. It is. We've had a lot of wonderful rain this year. Yeah. It's been fantastic. Bring it on. Let's bring it on. You know who else loves rain? Who? Pets. They do. They do. Pets love rain. Thunder, no. <laughs> Lightning, no. Rain, yes. But I know that sometimes people who buy and sell and rent real estate are in a quandary about what to do with their pets or if I'm going to buy a house, did they have pets in this thing? I know there's a lot of different angles on this. And I know that you, yes, you, Mr. Bob Richards <laughs> of Let's Get Real, uh-huh. know all about pets in real estate. So let's start with renting, okay? okay? We have a lot of renters around here in the area. So let's say, I mean, how does this work if I'm a pet owner? So let's say that I have my pet Wolverine Barney and I want to rent a place. But I see these signs that say, no pets. Mm-hmm. What do I do? You know, Michael, this is a great topic for today uh, and, and something that's rather sensitive because many people, this is one of their children, sometimes more important than their children, and these little uh, furry animals with four legs. And uh, they, they get stuck in not knowing what to do yeah. when they're trying to find a house. Tenants especially get hit hard because the property management companies 90% of the time say no pets, no smoking, no drugs, you know, that kind of thing. But the no pets especially is a big deal. I mean, you can put away your drugs, you can put away your cigarettes, but yeah. uh, but pets you can't really do much with. You end up giving it to a family and say, hey, would you mind taking care of, uh, what's your dog's name? Um, Barney the Barney. Wolverine. Yeah. Barney the Wolverine. Barney. Yeah. Uh, do you, do you uh, sell Barney? Do you, unfortunately, take it to an animal shelter? I think that's the most cruel thing in all the world. It just makes yeah. me cry thinking of it. Uh, and, and yet tenants really have... Not much other or not many other options besides that. Here's maybe a couple of ideas. Number one, many times property owners or homeowners are are looking at the opportunity of finding a tenant that would come into their home uh, that they have available for rent, and maybe with a higher deposit, what would be called a pet deposit, they would allow Barney the Wolverine uh, <laughs> to be able to to stay in the home, stay with the family, and not have to disconnect with that particular furry animal. And I like that. Now, one of the things that you can find is on uh, Facebook Marketplace, where you have landlords that are saying, you know what, I've got pets. I love pets. I know that you've got pets. Let's figure something out. If it's a pack of pets, probably not. If it's Mm -hmm. one or two and they're reasonable size and you don't put a saddle on it, uh, (laughs) that may be something that a, a landlord might consider. Not all the time, but it may be an option for tenants to consider looking into. So it may be possible to negotiate with the landlord or the yes. property owner. I've, I have a dog. My kids love the dog. And we really love your place. What can we do to work this out? And, exactly. And more than likely, the property owner or the management company will say, okay, here's the deal. You need to put on put down X amount of dollars mm-hmm. for the pet to, to protect us and to, and to secure 
uh, to cure us from any potential damage that the dog might do or, you know, whatever. Absolutely. Dog or cat, uh, for that matter. And and so it's not exclusive just to dogs. Uh, and, and, and the property management companies, again, they'll probably still turn you away. But but I would try to look for property owners that are lent, um, excuse me leasing or renting out their homes yeah. by themselves. You know, I didn't have any problem with Barney, my Wolverine. <laughs> I had a landlord say that I don't think we can allow this pet. And and I said, Barney, uh, this man said he doesn't like you, and, and we can't live here. Barney gave it. You know, <laughs> we moved right in. He did not want to mess with the Wolverine. Don't mess with Barney. So maybe the secret is to just get a Wolverine maybe. as back up. Maybe. Yeah, absolutely. No deposit, just don't eat me. Exactly. This is Todd, my child. Uh, yeah, exactly. Or Barney, as his case would be. Looks a little furry. He needs to visit the dentist. Right, right. Now, I understand, too, Michael, that, uh, you know, let's get real as a, as a, as a landlord myself. I, I need to make sure that if and when the tenant, well, not if, but when the tenants leave, that I've got some sort of protection there, um, meaning that that deposit that you give to yeah. the landlord may be non-refundable. But if that's what it takes to bring furry animal and family to be together, yeah. man, I'd, I'd, I'd spend that money in a heartbeat. That, that's money well spent to keep the, the four-legged kids in the house. I'm glad you mentioned that because I, I was going to ask, what are the chances uh, of me getting the deposit back? Or is it you know, a percentage or if any? And I think what you made is a really good point because if you're the landlord, you've got to protect your property and the interest. As a landlord, um, let's say the deposit's like 500 bucks on a dog or a cat. Mm-hmm. Is most of that going to be spent on, even though the cat or the dog didn't make a mess, you still got to go in there and you've got to do a super duper cleaning job? Do you have to repaint? I mean, what are the right. expenses involved as the landlord? Any of those, or, or maybe all, uh, depending upon how things uh, go through that tenancy, there, there may be an opportunity for that landlord to say, hey, here's a hundred bucks be, uh, back to you. He may use the whole amount just to make sure that the next tenant mm. doesn't have pet allergies, doesn't have problems with with uh, respiratory issues, that kind of a thing. And so they may need to use that entire amount to, to get it all ready for that upcoming uh, next tenant. Are there any pets that would not require a deposit? Any type of pet? Like you know, I, my, my mom was a parakeet fan as I okay. was growing up, and she always had two parakeets, and pretty much everything was in the cages and, you know, a few feathers that came down, but really was self-contained and not okay. something that would be uh, too big. If you had, I've had clients that have had uh, free-roaming parrots. You can imagine oh, how Lord. that looked in the home and smelled, and it, it was disgusting. Yeah, it was just plain disgusting. So, if I was to rent to that kind of a tenant, uh, yeah, no, I'll pass. <laughs> they have to disclose. By the way, I like my parrots to be free range, right, in the living room. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh Peter and Polly, and you're just like, oh my goodness sakes, no, thank you. It's it's nasty. Wow. It's nasty. Okay, so let's say that I'm selling my house. Yeah. What do I need to do to make sure that I can make my house attractive and marketable to um, new buyers? And I've got a dog and a cat and some of the furry creatures running around. What do I need to do as a seller? Oh, boy. Uh, Again, let's get real. We understand that people 
have situations where they have allergies. A buyer walks in the door and they start having respiratory problems. They can't breathe. They're starting to choke. They're starting to cough and they walk out the door. Now, some of that for other people, they don't have necessarily an allergy, but the smell inside for fragrance and plug-ins and, and you know, carpet powder and whatever else they, they put down to try and mask that odor, it's just overwhelming. And so the, the party that doesn't have an allergy, they're just like, this is too strong. Let's get out of here. And, and, yeah. and it's, it's, it's very evident. And, and you know when you have that kind of a situation, they're, they're masking something. They put a Band-Aid yeah. on some sort of a problem, likely pet-related, and, um, and you're just like, no, I, 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 can't, I can't walk around in this and smell this. Uh, and if they don't have any um, fragrance, then the bad side is okay. You're you're smelling the the urine and the mm. the the potty problems and other things that come along that way. So, what what do you do? Um, I find where people have kennels in their home, put them in the garage, put them in the backyard. Don't keep them in the house, especially when it's being shown. Okay, when nobody's there, bring the dogs in, put them in their kennel. But when it's being shown, the worst thing you can do is have yappy, uh, barky dogs that are following yeah. these people around or can hear them in the distance in the home. And they're just like, ah, yeah, it's too, it's too much of a, detra- a distraction. Yeah. Michael, that's, that's really where it comes down to is it's just too much of a distraction. I have a severe allergy to cats. Mm-hmm. And I can walk into a house and not even see the cat. I will know within two to three minutes if there's a cat my eyes get red and puffy. They wow. start to water. I can't breathe. Uh-huh. And there, there have been some times where I literally have had to excuse myself from the house and go outside because I couldn't breathe and I'm sneezing. Oh, it's goodness. like, and so I can imagine that if if I'm a seller and I have cats or dog, if somebody like me who's allergic and they try to fake it and cover it up, yeah, I'm gonna know in a heartbeat because. I'll just basically stop breathing. <laughs> right, right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And, and you're not crying uh, because of the house. You're crying because of the allergy. Yeah, it, it's it's pretty evident when those kind of things happen as to what that might physically do to somebody. You don't want to run into that that uh, situation. It will be a deal breaker. Not yeah. could, it will be a deal breaker. So what about people who um, have less than disciplined pets? <laughs> Who may have uh, had some accidents on the carpet or something. Um, Can I clean that? Will it go away? Is there a quick fix or what do I do here? We've got some great carpet cleaners here in southern Utah and and do their darndest to to clean and uh, deodorize and neutralize and whatever eyes you can think of. And you really have to peel back not the onion but the carpet. Reason being is if there's been a potty problem on uh, carpet or some sort of a flooring, we'll stick with carpet for a second, not only through the carpet, then also through the padding. And now the stain is actually on the cement oh. foundation. And so you may put, you know, what they call it, uh, lipstick on a pig by having the carpet cleaned. It might smell pretty good for a little while and the stain is gone. But then when it dries, the stain returns and the odor eventually returns. The, the potty problems seeped into the pad, which is very porous, and then also uh, emptied, if you will, onto that cement pad. What you literally have to do, Michael, if this is really going to be a, a doable thing, yeah. you got to pull the carpet back. You have to pull the pad back all the way to the foundation, clean that area. Clean the foundation? Clean the foundation. Oh. There, there's product anywhere from um, pine salt. 
Um, you, you can use um, uh, vinegar or something. The, the best product is called Kills, K-I-L-L-Z, hmm. um, and, and that rids that bacteria and that odor and that smell, gets rid of the stain, gets rid of the yellow, and then the problem is you, get up, you still have to uh, replace the pad because the pad's too porous to really get that cleaned. Wow. It's better just to grip it out and, and uh, replace it and then put the carpet back over the top. So what am I have to do? I have to rip up the carpet. I got to rip up the pad. I go go. Got to go down to the concrete. Yeah. I got to clean that. Then I got to take the pad and throw it away. Yep. Then I got to put down a new pad on top of the new on top of the clean concrete, and then I can put the carpet on top of the new pad. Now, should I clean the carpet before I? Put it on top of the pad, or yeah, is there still going to be stuff in the carpet on top of a clean pad? Or? Honestly, a lot of the carpet cli- uh, carpet guys they'll clean it before they pull it back. Oh, okay. They'll take the pad out, clean the cement on the foundation, then the backing of the carpet. They'll clean that after the new pad is put down, and that way they've got the bottom side of the carpet clean, the top side of the carpet clean. Then they lay that, and then. Um, Honestly, you guys, that is the only way to totally fix that problem. That's it. Anything less than that, you're still going to have a pet problem. There's still going to be odor. There's still going to be smell. There's still going to be issues. So it sounds like to me that the best, perhaps the safest pet to have would be like a Chia pet. Chia pet, not too bad. Yeah. A, a digital pet. A stuffed animal. A stuffed animal. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. One that you have a little remote control to kind yeah. of make it jump or, yeah, you know. That's, that's it. Something I, like that. I love him just the same. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. I've been into houses sometimes when I would, when I've been on, um, like, on the MLS tours and stuff uh-huh. like that. And to me, this was kind of, this was... I don't want to say a deal breaker, but this was so noticeable. It was like we all pulled up to tour the house. And um, I had this mental picture of the husband or the wife talking to each other, kind of like, oh, my God, Harry, they're here. Quick, get the get the air fresher. And they were around, spray the whole house. Uh-huh. And then you walk in, it's like, oh, God, they've got something <laughs> in here. What are they trying? What fast winner are they trying to pull right. on us today? Right, exactly. Yeah, and, and, and maybe days ago, long ago, whatever, that, that could have been uh, handled or, oh, it's okay, it's understandable. Uh, nowadays, you, you, you just can't. You just can't. And, and one of the big problems, too, is the words... Flooring allowance. Oh, my goodness sakes. What a can of worms. Michael, if you and your wife uh, were to pick out a flooring allowance and say, hey, we're going to, after buy this house, we're going to take out what's there and put in something different. Mm. Well, that something different costs a lot of money. When you have just a vinyl linoleum floor, that's El Cheapo. You can go to something that's a large 36-inch tile or, or tile with a wood grain or the sky's the limit. And so if you have a seller that says, oh, we'll give a $3,000 flooring allowance, well, that could probably do one or two rooms, one or two bedrooms, if you go with a higher-end product. And and, and certainly it would fit if you do the vinyl linoleum uh, or a real cheap Kleenex thick carpet. That's it. So buyers and sellers will find themselves in in a bit of a pickle when they're trying to come up with a value of carpet allowance. I would suggest sellers do not offer a carpet allowance. Negotiate something with the price of the home, 
leave it that way. Otherwise, you're getting negotiated on with price and flooring allowance and going to A, B, and C, different flooring company and getting averages and costs and estimate. Yeah, it's just better to, to deal with the price yeah. rather than the, the, the allowance. That gets a little crazy. I, I've, I've heard that um, people who have been smoking in the house, of course, that's going to have a an, an unrefreshing olfactory um, um, result, it one is. might say. That's yeah. going to smell oh, really bad. Oh, boy. Uh-huh. Um, I've heard that uh, to get rid of that, a lot of people will use a process called ionization, which mm-hmm. I understand works pretty good. But does that same process also work for pets? Unfortunately, it doesn't. Uh, air odor, like uh, cigarette, cigar smoke, <clears throat> is just that. It's it's air uh, product, and and when you have potty problems, it's liquid, uh, physical, tangible uh, mess. And so, ionization doesn't work. When 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 people talk about a smoke bomb being put into a home mm. that you can't go into for a day or so, that ionization process, that uh, that uh, product is is spreading throughout the walls and permeating into the walls into the vents into the register into the the HVAC um, areas and and everywhere it can to mask or basically put a coating over those particular areas so that that smoke odor is now suppressed into and and underneath that ionization smoke uh, if you will the smoke clears uh, you walk inside, and the hope is you don't have that tinge of smoke or any sort of smoke odor uh, whatsoever. I, I showed a home the other day, though, Michael. I walked in, and I call these a one-breather. <laughs> I, I, I had one breath, and I walked right out. Oh it was gosh. that bad. And, really? And there, there are multiple people in the home. I counted four kids as beds. And, and so I'm thinking, okay, secondhand smoke for the kids and endangerment to them. The people that are smoking are, are, are chimneys. Uh, I mean, they, they need a fire truck out in the front yard because that thing's going to light up one of these days. And it, it just was super uncomfortable. Did my buyer have any interest? Absolutely not. He's like, let's get the heck out of here and, and fine by me and, and game over. That was it. There was, there was no even, let's just take a look. Let's see if we can maybe negotiate. No. Out. Really? Yeah. So I take it that was not your listing. It was not my listing. So what no. do you do in a situation like that as a as a realtor? Do you go back to the agent and go, listen, dude, you got to do something about this? You know, if he or she doesn't realize that at the very beginning, if he or she as an agent doesn't talk to the, the owner and say, hey, guys, before I put this on the market, we have got to fix this. You you, you got to smoke outside. We're got, we've got too many people that are now non-smokers, far greater than those that do yeah. smoke that you have got to get rid of that or else the home's not going to sell. It's not that you're going to get a discounted offer. It simply will not sell. Yeah. And, and it's gotten to that point that people are like, uh-uh, not, not even going to get into that. Sometimes the, the drywall is too porous. Mm. You've got insulation that's porous. There's a lot of areas of a house where that smoke odor can go to and stay. And so even that ionization may not be 100% effective, but it's certainly a lot better than walking into a, a smoke-filled house that's not on fire. Wow. So a buyer may actually have to, like, rip out the walls. Yes. Maybe take it down to the studs. Down to the studs. I've seen to, that happen. Really? I've seen that happen. Oh, and then man. they spray the studs uh, or ionization the, the studs there before they start rebuilding the interior. Oh, my goodness. It's quite a process. When you think of the rip out of the carpet and the pad and then putting back carpet again, 
that's one thing uh, that's a huge task. But then you look at this thing with uh, with the smoke issues, and that's thousands, tens of thousands of dollars that are involved in in doing that. Folks, just don't do it. Don't smoke in a house. Smoke outside. Kick the habit. Whatever you need to do, but you will not sell your home if it is smoke filled. Even a trace or a tinge will cause you to not sell your house. Wow. Okay, so now I'm going to buy a house. Yeah. So I'm going to say, hey, Bob, I want to buy a house, but I'm allergic to cats. Uh huh. Um, so I, I take it it would probably be wise on my part to let you know that up front before you even start showing me home. Absolutely, right? because I don't want you to stop breathing on me on the first or second home that we walked into that, that Kitty is is wandering around or that we, we see this litter box or and, and you're like, oh my gosh, Bob, I'm allergic to cats. And, and you're already starting to feel the effects of that allergy. Uh, it's really nice to have people to say, hey, let me know if there are any allergies. I'm going to call the listing agent on the homes we're going to see and see if they have pets. If they do, we may not show the house uh, because you would be affected by it, whether as a buyer or then if you were to own it, you're obviously going to have an effect on yourself. So yeah, make sure that you tell the agent and make sure the agent does the homework so they don't get into a a bad situation that's uncomfortable with the buyer and saying, oh, yeah, I forgot to ask them if they have any pets. <laughs> yeah. yeah, don't mind the four going down the hallway. It, yeah, it's a little bit too late by then. Yeah, look, my, my eyes are already starting to get red <laughs> at the mere mention of the word cat. I'm sure. Like, oh, I'm sure. <laughs> is there a tissue? <laughs> so oh, let's say good. that you and I, were, we're now going to the home. You've got this cool home, and uh, I've told you that I'm allergic to cats. And it seems to be okay, but what signs do we need to look for to confirm there are no cats? Yeah, you, you have to maybe look in the laundry room, in a master bedroom or, or, and bathroom, hallway bathroom, anything that might have more of a, a solid surface floor like tile or, or LVP or something of that nature. And look for any sort of boxes or, or signs of there being pets. Uh, look for hair that might be on the, the carpet. Look for the, the baseboards. See if they've been uh, chewed on. Maybe the, the uh, door frames. Maybe the window blinds. Uh, maybe there's a doggy door that you can see is being mm. frequented. Uh, those, are, those are very easy signs to realize that, you know what, uh, we're, we're dealing with a home with a pet. Yeah. And, and, and you may look on the wall and see mom and dad with the two pets <laughs> and say, oh, hey, they've got pets. They may not be, the pets may not be alive. And, and so you can't quite judge that. But when you're on scene and, and actually physically walking in the house, it, it's pretty obvious okay. uh, even, even when they try to mask it in some way or you know, hide it. You know, I've got a black light left over from mm-hmm. my old hippie days. Yeah. Can I use that to Absolutely. maybe check for stuff? I, I have two myself in my <clears throat> non-hippie days, uh, <laughs> but uh, I'll call them happy days instead. But yeah, I, I use black lights. Uh, when I go out and I show homes to folks, I will, I'm not afraid and not embarrassed to pull that black light out and check areas of the home that seem to be a little bit darker of a, of a carpet or just to check everywhere and, and find out there may be stuff on the walls. Uh, not just the flooring. So that mm-hmm. is very evident. Or I'll ask my home inspector, hey, would you mind doing a full black light inspection of uh, about two feet on the wall down mm-hmm. uh, to the flooring and, and note any sort of areas that would have potty problems? Wow. Yeah. Great information, Bob. Thanks. But now I understand that you have a surprise for us. I actually do. I understand that you have an amazing home 
a two-story with a pool in St. George that you would like to tell us oh, about. Oh, my goodness, Michael. This this is, I mean, everybody, oh, we got a two-story with a pool. We got a two-story with a pool. We got a home with a basement that has a pool. Okay, this home is so unique because it backs up to a hillside where the top of that hill is the Stone Cliff subdivision. But nobody's going to be behind this house. It's a non-buildable area. So you have this huge privacy of a third-acre lot, but then you have acres and acres and acres behind you with nobody looking down on you like you're oh, in a fishbowl. That's nice. Yeah, it really is. It, it's got uh, six bedrooms, four baths. It also has with that, included in the bedrooms and baths, its own private apartment with an outside entrance. It's got a little spiral staircase to go upstairs. has its own kitchen, its own studio, bedroom, bathroom, laundry uh, are all there. And then the rest of the house has the uh, remaining bedrooms, uh, big family room, office den, huge kitchen, uh, laundry room, and obviously swimming pool. Look at that. Uh, covered, uh, covered patio. Uh, it's, it's a great entertainer's dream. You've got two other elevated areas. This is one of them that you sit up above the roof lines out to the distance towards the east. You'll recognize that new uh, edifice that is religiously uh, built by the uh, one of the very large churches here in Utah uh, that I can't name. But uh, it is. you have a view of that. You have a view of the valley, tor- valley towards the east. It's really quite a spectacular evening to see those lights and, and uh, stars up above. It's just a very relaxing place. It'd be nice to, to um, have a little campfire, have discussion, just a nice little intimate uh, whatever with your favorite drink. Great home. It's priced at a million dollars, so it's not for the first-time home buyer person, but it's well worth it. And especially to have that privacy where nobody's looking in the backyard. Um, yeah. I guess if you're a streaker or whatever else, it's uh, it's probably a good dream for somebody like that. Oh, Sean, this might be good for you. <laughs> Sean's our <Arpen. laughs> Okay, we've got. <laughs> we may have a buyer for this home we right now. We might streaker Sean. Oh my God, <laughs> a bear buyer. <laughs> there you go. And, and you know when the I saw the shots in the backyard with the mounts, I didn't see any cats or dogs. No, I didn't see a bear. No, maybe a a rattlesnake. Coyote, maybe. Right, yeah, a little red tail fox. Who knows? Fox, White that tail was fox. cool. Well, Bob, this has been a little slice of pet heaven today. Thank Any you. final words before we go and tell us how we can contact you? Thank we you. We want to buy that house up there. Well, I appreciate that. I'm at Berkshire Hathaway Real Estate. Uh, my number is 435-703-UTAH, which is 435-703-8824. My website's buyuta.com. Uh, that's B-U-Y-U-T-A-H.com. And uh, always going to be able to help people either by phone call, email, uh, website, whatever that might look like. I'm, I'm here to be of help and offer whatever years of 30, uh, 30 years that I can help with people with their real estate needs. Love to do it. Still passionate since day one of uh, doing what I do. And, and again, for those of you that have pets, love them to death. They, they aren't here forever and they're cherished, cherished animals. I tell people, you know what? Thank God for dogs. I've never had cats. Maybe I'd say yeah. that too, but thank God for dogs. They they get you through difficult times. They always love you. They're so happy to see you um, and, and just that unconditional love. So those of you that are buyers and sellers, keep with your pets as much as you can. I, I know that it might be difficult, but do whatever you can to keep them with you. You'll be better. You'll be a better person. Obviously, they'll have that love from them and you've and from you to them as well. So uh, take care of those pets. I'm not going to be a Bob Barker and say, have your pet spayed and neutered. Goodbye, everybody. <laughs> but if I was to be Bob Barker, I would simply say that. And you'd also be passed away. So. I would. I would. Yes, I will have gone past that dollar spinning wheel. That's yes. right. 
Well, Bob, thanks a lot. You bet. We look forward to seeing you again next time right here on Let's Get Real. Thanks, your friend and mine, Bob Richards. Thank you. This has been Let's Get Real with Bob Richards from Bob Richards & Associates. For more information, buyutah.com. We invite you to return again for another edition of Let's Get Real with Bob Richards from Bob Richards & Associates. This has been a production of One to One Network.